Today is the third day of July. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am, of course, Brian, like every day. It's great to be here with you. Uh, yeah, fully getting ourselves immersed into this uh, seventh month of the year. Tomorrow's big holiday, uh, the 4th of July, at least for those of us who live in the United States. It's Independence Day for us. It's Jill's birthday as well. So, <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's tomorrow. And today is happening right now. And so we'll take the next step forward in our journey through the book of 2 Kings. We're reading from the Christian Standard Bible this week. 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 3 through 23, verse 30. In the 18th year of King Josiah, the king sent the court secretary Shaphan, son of Azaliah, son of Meshulam, to the Lord's temple, saying, Go up to the high priest Hilkiah, so that he may total up the silver brought into the Lord's temple, the silver the doorkeepers have collected from the people. It is to be given to those doing the work, those who oversee the Lord's temple. They, in turn, are to give it to the workmen in the Lord's temple to repair the damage. They are to give it to the carpenters, builders, and masons to buy timber and quarried stone to repair the temple. But no accounting is to be required from them for the silver given to them since they work with integrity. The high priest Hilkiah told the court secretary Shaphan, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. And he gave the book to Shaphan, who read it. Then the court secretary Shaphan went to the king and reported, Your servants have emptied out the silver that was found in the temple and have given it to those doing the work, those who oversee the Lord's temple. Then the court secretary Shaphan told the king, The priest, Hilkiah, has given me a book. And Shaphan read it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. Then he commanded the priest Hilkiah, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, Akbor, son of Micaiah, the court secretary Shaphan, and the king's servant Asaiah, Go and inquire of the Lord for me, the people, and all Judah, about the words in this book that has been found. For great is the Lord's wrath that is kindled against us because our ancestors have not obeyed the words of this book in order to do everything written about us. So the priest Hilkiah, Ahikam, Akbor, Shaphan, and Isaiah went to the prophetess, Holda, wife of Shalom, son of Tikva, son of Harhaz, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the second district. They spoke with her. She said to them, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. Say to the man who sent you to me, This is what the Lord says. I am about to bring disaster on this place and on its inhabitants, fulfilling all the words of the book that the king of Judah has read. 
because they have abandoned me and burned incense to other gods in order to anger me with all the work of their hands. My wrath will be kindled against this place, and it will not be quenched. Say this to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord. This is what the Lord, God of Israel, says. As for the words that you heard, because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse. And because you have torn your clothes and wept before me, I myself have heard. This is the Lord's declaration. Therefore I will indeed gather you to your fathers, and you will be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster that I am bringing on this place. And they reported to the king. So the king sent messengers, and they gathered all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem to him. Then the king went to the Lord's temple with all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, as well as the priests and the prophets, all the people from the youngest to the oldest. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. Next, the king stood by the pillar and made a covenant in the Lord's presence to follow the Lord and to keep his commands, his decrees, and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul in order to carry out the words of this covenant that were written in this book. All the people agreed to the covenant. Then the king commanded the high priest Hilkiah and the priests of the second rank and the doorkeepers to bring out of the Lord's sanctuary all the articles made for Baal, Asherah, and all the stars in the sky. He burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of the Kidron and carried their ashes to Bethel. Then he did away with the idolatrous priests the kings of Judah had appointed to burn incense at the high places in the cities of Judah and in the areas surrounding Jerusalem. They had burned incense to Baal and to the sun, moon, constellations, and all the stars in the sky. He brought out the Asherah pole from the Lord's temple to the Kidron Valley outside Jerusalem. He burned it at the Kidron Valley, beat it to dust, and threw its dust on the graves of the common people. He also tore down the houses of the male cult prostitutes that were in the Lord's temple, in which the women were weaving tapestries for Asherah. Then Josiah brought all the priests from the cities of Judah, and he defiled the high places from Geba to Beersheba, where the priests had burned incense. He tore down the high places of the city gates at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, on the left at the city gate. The priests of the high places, however, did not come up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem. Instead, they ate unleavened bread with their fellow priests. He defied Topheth, which is in Ben-Hanom Valley, 
so that no one could sacrifice his son or daughter in the fire to Molech. He did away with the horses that the kings of Judah had dedicated to the sun. They had been at the entrance of the Lord's temple in the precincts by the chamber of Nathan Melech, the eunuch. He also burned the chariots of the sun. The king tore down the altars that the kings of Judah had made on the roof of Ahaz's upper chamber. He also tore down the altars that Manasseh had made in the two courtyards of the Lord's temple. Then he smashed them there and threw their dust into the Kidron Valley. The king also defiled the high places that were across from Jerusalem to the south of the Mount of Destruction, which King Solomon of Israel had built for Ashtoreth, the abhorrent idol of the Sidonians, for Chemosh, the abhorrent idol of Moab, and for Milcom, the detestable idol of the Ammonites. He broke the sacred pillars into pieces, cut down the Asherah poles, then filled their places with human bones. He even tore down the altar at Bethel and the high place that had been made by Jeroboam son of Nebat, who caused Israel to sin. He burned the high place, crushed it to dust, and burned the Asherah. As Josiah turned, he saw the tombs there on the mountain. He sent someone to take the bones out of the tombs, and he burned them on the altar. He defiled it according to the word of the Lord proclaimed by the man of God who proclaimed these things. Then he said, What is this monument I see? The men of the city told him, It is the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah and proclaimed these things that you have done to the altar at Bethel. So he said, Let him rest. Don't let anyone disturb his bones. So they left his bones undisturbed with the bones of the prophet who came from Samaria. Josiah also removed all the shrines of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to anger the Lord. Josiah did the same things to them that he had done at Bethel. He slaughtered on the altars all the priests of those high places, and he burned human bones on the altars. Then he returned to Jerusalem. The king commanded all the people, Observe the Passover of the Lord your God, as written in the book of the covenant. No such Passover had ever been observed, from the time of the judges who judged Israel through the entire time of the kings of Israel and Judah. But in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, the Lord's Passover was observed in Jerusalem. In addition, Josiah eradicated the mediums, the spiritists, household idols, images, and all the abhorrent things that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem. He did this in order to carry out the words of the law that were written in the book that the priest Hilkiah found in the Lord's temple. Before him, there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his strength, according to all the law of Moses. And no one like him arose after him. 
In spite of all that, the Lord did not turn from the fury of his intense burning anger, which burned against Judah because of all the affronts with which Manasseh had angered him. For the Lord had said, I will also remove Judah from my presence, just as I have removed Israel. I will reject this city, Jerusalem, that I have chosen, and the temple about which I said, My name will be there. The rest of the events of Josiah's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. During his reign, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, marched up to help the king of Assyria at the Euphrates River. King Josiah went to confront him, and at Megiddo, when Necho saw him, he killed him. From Megiddo, his servants carried his dead body in a chariot, brought him into Jerusalem, and buried him in his own tomb. Then the common people took Jehoahaz, son of Josiah, anointed him, and made him king in place of his father. Acts 21, 37 through 22, 16. As he was about to be brought into the barracks, Paul said to the commander, Am I allowed to say something to you? He replied, You know how to speak Greek? Aren't you the Egyptian who started a revolt some time ago and led 4,000 men of the assassins into the wilderness? Paul said, I am a Jewish man from Tarsus of Cilicia, a citizen of an important city. Now I ask you, let me speak to the people. After he had given permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned with his hand to the people. When there was a great hush, he addressed them in Aramaic. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense before you. When they heard that he was addressing them in Aramaic, they became even quieter. He continued, I am a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel, according to the law of our ancestors. I was zealous for God, just as all of you are today. I persecuted this way to the death, arresting and putting both men and women in jail as both the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify about me. After I received letters from them to the brothers, I traveled to Damascus to arrest those who were there and bring them to Jerusalem to be punished. As I was traveling and approaching Damascus, about noon an intense light from heaven suddenly flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I answered, Who are you, Lord? He said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, the one you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but they did not hear the voice of the one who was speaking to me. 
I said, What should I do, Lord? The Lord told me, Get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told everything that you have been assigned to do. Since I couldn't see, because of the brightness of the light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and went into Damascus. Someone named Ananias, a devout man according to the law, who had a good reputation with all the Jews living there, came and stood by me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And in that very hour I looked up and saw him. And he said, The God of our ancestors has appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear the words from his mouth since you will be a witness for him to all the people of what you have seen and heard. And now, why are you delaying? Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. Psalm 1 The Two Ways How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither Whatever he does prospers. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Proverbs 18, 11 and 12. The wealth of the rich is his fortified city. In his imagination, it's like a high wall. Before his downfall, a person's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. Okay, so uh, we've been through some pretty evil kings in the book of uh, 2 Kings in succession. Some who even were uh, sacrificing their children, uh, like, like human sacrifice in the Hinnom Valley, which is, which is in Jerusalem. But uh, we encountered the reformer, a, a king like no other, named Josiah in 2 Kings today. So he was uh, repairing the temple when they found the priest, Hilkiah, found ancient scroll, which was the covenant between God and Israel. And so this was read to the king. And once, once the king heard these words, understood that they, uh, they had strayed far from God, then he, he was relentless in his pursuit of cleansing, the, like restoring the land. So he doesn't take up a lot of space in the scriptures, 
But the scriptures do indicate that there, there, was, there was no king like him. So then in the, in the book of Acts, we're in the same city, we're in Jerusalem, we're just there centuries later, and we are seeing uh, come to fruition all that Paul's friends had been telling him all along his journey back to Jerusalem. He's caused a riot. Uh, people are trying to kill him. Roman soldiers have swept in and, and rescued him from death. And he wants to talk to them. And so we began that today. And we also uh, started started our second trip through the Psalms this year, uh, which we do every year. It's interesting how we get to this point in the year. And as we hear the words of the Psalms, like they have a different cadence, like we're used to their cadence and rhythm and what they're telling us. And so as we go through the second time, so rich, so meaningful. And we're reminded that if we will actually take the time to meditate on God's word and his ways in our lives, we'll be like trees planted next to a riverbank. We won't wither. We'll be fruitful and prosperous and strong which is what we want. So the instruction there is to meditate upon God's word, allowing it to instruct our ways. And then uh, from Proverbs, uh, we got some practical wisdom that we have to hold on to. Pride goes before destruction. Humility precedes honor. So what we're, what we're basically talking about here is arrogance. Arrogance that lifts us above, elevates us above another person. Haughtiness can be seen in the way that we demand somebody's esteem by dominating them. So like, like we've said so many times, if we could begin to observe, if we could watch ourselves, if we could catch ourselves doing these things, we'll see all kinds of weeds that are growing in our lives but they're supposed to be identified. Like they're not supposed to be ignored. They're supposed to be seen and identified and pulled because they're leading us on a path that results in destruction. On the other hand, the proverb tells us that being humble before our brothers and sisters, the opposite of the arrogance and contempt and haughtiness, it's our humility that actually elevates us to the place of respect and honor that we keep demanding. So, in other words, if you want to be respected, then be respectable and respectful. Demanding respect is only going to make enemies and is only going to destroy us in the end. So, Father, we thank you for the many things that you have shared with us through your word today as we continue to uh, move in and through the second half of the year. Show us how to be humble. Show us how to stop dominating people. Show us how to be comfortable in who you've created us to be. I pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.
DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It's the website where you find out what's going on around here. Uh, Coming up uh, pretty immediately on the calendar is the 7th day of July. Just a few days from now on Sunday. This is the Daily Audio Bible Long Walk. A day that uh, is our own internal, our own community holiday. And, uh, and a beautiful one it is because it's a day that we set aside to go for a long walk with God. To actually have a day where all of the obligations and responsibilities, all of the chaos, all of the anxiety, all of the things that bring on the depression, like all of the stuff that plagues us, we just make a decision and say, I, I'm taking a day off from that and I am running to my father because none of that is going to make any sense any other way and I'm not living the second half of the year like that. And so we go for a long walk with the one who loves us more than anyone ever will with the one who laid his life down on our behalf. Yeah, we go somewhere beautiful, somewhere beautiful in nature, the creation of our God, and we be still and know that he is God, and we be still and listen for the still, small voice, and we go for a long walk, and we share everything that's in our hearts. Like, we just never have the time, and we never will if we don't, Make the time, which is the point of the Daily Audio Bible Long Walk. We're just making the time to go pour our hearts out and to listen as God speaks His heart to us about what the second half of the year is supposed to look like. So make plans for that. That's on Sunday. You may be like, well, make plans. Like, how do, like, <laughs> how, how do you do it? Basically... Uh, you walk out your front door and you either get in your car or you walk from there to somewhere beautiful, whether that's a park. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're five minutes away from where you want to be or whether you're five hours away from where you want to be. Just go somewhere that compels you, somewhere that's beautiful and go for a long walk. So that's very individual But it's communal when you know that all over the world your brothers and sisters are doing this. And then we just ask, hey, wherever it is that you are, you're probably going to have your phone, so take a picture. Again, you probably have your phone, and you probably should, but you probably should stay off of it. right? You can go to a park somewhere in nature and blow the entire day on social media, like say nothing to God. Uh, That's probably not going to be as beneficial, though. But anyway, wherever you go, take a picture or shoot a little video. Post it back to the Daily Audio Bible Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Daily Audio Bible. And we'll get those and we'll post them up and uh, we have a little mosaic. All kinds of windows begin to open up into each other's lives and we just get to see the beauty of the world (laughs) in one day. So it's... uh, it's, it's amazing. I'm looking forward to it. I need it very badly, actually. I'm very much looking forward to it. So make plans for that this Sunday. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. 
there is a link. It lives on the home page. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or, if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, this is Jesse from Washington. I called in a couple of years ago and a bunch of people prayed for me. I was going through, I hadn't even gone through a divorce with my wife. Uh, Lisa, the encourager, prayed for me, a few other people. There's a bunch of stuff going on with my employees, my workplace, my family. My wife and I ended up getting a divorce. Uh, but I just wanted to call in. I, I'm like two months behind and I heard people keep talking about uh, the daily prayer and how important it is. And I just want this to be a testimony, my testimony. It changed my life. Every day putting on the armor changed my life. Like, you, yeah, you have to do it or at least try it and then see what happens when you don't put on your armor every day. It, it just, it's a life-changing thing. It's restored my marriage. It's restored my family. It's restored my business. Like my wife and I work together in our, in our own business that we built from nothing with no experience. And part of that stress caused us to get divorced and the daily audio Bible brought us back together. Like finding a church home, a daily prayer, uh, Brian, like all of this stuff, it's taken a couple of years, but now we have another baby and another baby on the way. It's the best thing you could possibly do uh, besides listening to this is to put on your armor every day and the restoration. I don't know what else to say other than thank you all. Uh, Pastor Jenny would say my beautiful family. Thank you all. I love you all. Um, it's changed my life. It's changed the people around me's life. And uh, we're, my wife and I are going to be better people uh, for our kids because of it. So uh, I should have written something down, but, uh, I think that was just a bit. Love you all. Thank you all. Pray for you all. Hi, DAP family. This is Scott from Tennessee. I have been putting off calling for a while, but I, I need prayer. Um, there are a couple things I wanted to ask for. Uh, more immediate and pressing, I wanted to ask for prayer for my mental and physical health. Uh, I have been experiencing really intense uh, depression and anxiety recently, as well as confusion and difficulty focusing. Uh, I don't fully understand what it's from, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to stay grounded and uh, I'm looking for help. Um, and then I've had food-related issues that I've been struggling with for a while, um, which I think may, may tie in somehow to the mental stuff. Um, and then I have also been struggling financially, uh, working but having difficulty making ends meet. It seems like there have been things just kind of cropping up all over the place that have 
made it difficult. Um, anyways, thank you all for your prayers, uh, and I I enjoy listening every day. Take care. Hey, this is Jerry Collins from Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, now the, the Jesus Carrier uh, from my familiar bus stop. And I carried newspapers that, uh, for many years listening to the DAB. Uh, calling about three different things here. Don't know if I get all the time in, but I'm going to say them. First of all, God has really impressed upon me how important it is to support that which is feeding me and that which is life to me, and that's the DAB family. You all have been such an incredible blessing. And Brian, your faithfulness day by day, step by step. And so God has impressed me uh, to give on a monthly basis, and it's so easy to do. Set it up one time and it's done. And I prayed, God, what, how much do you want me to give? What do you want me to give? And to be honest with you, I have nothing to give right now, mate. Revenue is down $3,000 a month from what it was a year and a half ago. And, and it says the self-employed social media marketer. But God impressed me that he wanted me to get $73 a month. Seven is the number of perfection. Seven is the years that, that he's sustained me um, through my self-employment uh, journey. And three for the number of the Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, Peter, James, and John, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three people, the, the three leaders of Israel in David's uh, kingdom there. So $73, uh, don't have it, but I'm gonna trust God for it. And I'm not giving to get, I'm giving because that's what God wants me to do. So please uh, uh, pray about what does God want you to do to support uh, your spiritual nurturing. Uh, God has been so good to us. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible, Laura Lee and Boynton. Let's pray. Giver of all, another day has started and we take our place beneath our great Redeemer's cross where healing streams continually flow where balm is poured into every wound, where we're washed in the all-cleansing blood, confident that you see us in Christ. Help us to take up the loins of our minds, to quicken our steps, to speed as if each moment were our last, that our life be joy, our death glory. We thank you for the temporary blessings of this world, the fresh air, the sunlight, the food that renews our strength, the garments that clothe us, the sleep that gives rest, the canopy of the stars at night, the summer breeze, the flowing streams, the relationships of family and friends. Our cup runs over. Help us appreciate these daily mercies. Your hand gives blessings. Your power turns away evil. We bring our tribute of thanks for your graces, the full warmth of faith, the presence of your spirit the strength of your restraining will. Blessed be our sovereign Lord. Thank you for Daily Audio Bible family, Lord, Brian, Jill. God bless you. God bless everyone. I love you. Have a great day.